Hi, I'm Justin Rosso, and welcome to this episode of the Next Step Press Podcast, where we help you take a next step. Well, it's been a busy July here in Michigan at the lake with the 4th of July festivities, a couple really busy weekends with lake traffic at its peak, but today it's begun to sell down a little bit. It even cooled off some. My mom and dad are up from Florida vacationing here in Michigan, and Pastor Sam Fink joined us on the fishing boat today. Sam is also on vacation, and he was traveling with his family back from his wife's parents in North Dakota all the way out to Buffalo, New York, where Sam is one of the pastors at St. John's in Orchard Park. So whether you're in Buffalo, New York, or North Dakota, down in Florida, or here in Michigan, welcome. I'm glad you're here. It's a busy vacation time of year, and I raced in off the lake just in time to catch Karen Hunter, one of the visual faith illustrators for Pondera New. She's also on vacation. We got to spend some time with her today. In chapter 6, we're halfway through the summer, halfway through the book. Chapter 6 begins with the hymn on page 51. After a brief introduction and prayer, you'll hear Karen read the John 20 passage on page 55, and I'll end up reading the devotion on page 56 as well. We'll talk about our favorite hymn verses from this hymn. I hope you've heard it before. Maybe it's new to you. It was new to Karen. It's one of my favorites. It's not in any of the hymnals I've ever used, but I certainly love the hymn, and it's got a beautifully haunting refrain. Thank you for your time. If you're on vacation, enjoy time with your family. If you're hard at work, thank you for everything you do. And thanks for taking time out of your busy day to take a next step following Jesus with us. We follow Jesus better when we follow him together. Karen Hunter joins us on the Next Step podcast today. Karen, welcome. Thank you. And where in the world are you today? Today, I am at my sister's house in South Carolina, and it's really, really hot. Oh, how hot is it? It is so hot, I had sunburn yesterday mm. because I spent too much time in the sun next to her pool, oh, but it was nice. lovely. <laughs> so do you guys go down there uh, ever so often, or how does that work? Usually at least once in the summer to enjoy her hospitality and her pool. And her pool. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have priorities. It was good, yes. My daughter's enjoying it with me, so it's fun to be here. Excellent. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people on vacation this time of year, and thanks for joining us on your vacation to talk about Ponder Anew. My pleasure. Before we get to our scripture reading for today, why don't we begin with a word of prayer. Mm -hmm. Come Holy Spirit, open our eyes, open our hearts, open our lives to your presence, and as you speak to us through your word according to your promise, would you please draw us closer to Jesus. As we listen to that promise, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe, will you please be with us in the midst of our doubts, in the midst of our not seeing. Make us like Jesus, who trusted the Father even when he couldn't see the Father. Will you please shape us to be a little bit more like Jesus today? Amen. Our scripture reading is from John chapter 20, beginning at verse 24. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, 
but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Thanks, Karen. It's an Easter evening and the week after Easter reading. Sometimes we get that right after Easter as we go through the church here. And anything that jumped out at you this time around in that reading? When Jesus came and declared, Peace be with you, that really stands out to me. Um, just thinking, Jesus is our peace. Whenever he is in our midst, we have that peace from him. It's just with us whenever he is present. Absolutely. And so often, especially after the resurrection, you see Jesus present in the midst of the disciples mm -hmm. as they've gathered. So Thomas misses out because he wasn't there. I mean, right. Talk about not wanting to miss a church service. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, but but Jesus, the, the, the disciples were gathered and Jesus is present with them. The disciples gather the following week. Jesus shows up and says, peace be with you. He says that both times uh, in Luke's gospel. It's the Emmaus Road disciples. They're on the road. And as they walk and talk on the road, Jesus right. shows up in their conversation. They run back after, of course, after they recognize him in Emmaus with the breaking of the bread, they, they run back to Jerusalem and they find the disciples and say, we've seen Jesus. And while they were still talking, Luke says, Jesus showed up and said, peace be with you. So Jesus loves to show up in the conversation of the saints. Yes. And I love the enthusiasm too. When, when Thomas comes, he really understands that Jesus is there. He has risen. He, my Lord and my God. And I'm sure he had a big mix of emotions in there. And so I think sometimes Thomas gets a bad rap for doubting. And yet we are all Thomases at one point or another. So, Yeah, Thomas is a really unique character. He's called the twin. We don't know his twin in the story, except in, unless it's, you know, you and me. We might be <laughs> his twins. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's an earlier passage where the disciples are like, oh, they're going to try to arrest you and they're going to kill you. And Jesus is like, I'm going to Jerusalem anyway. And Thomas, this same Thomas says, let us also go along with him to Jerusalem that we may die with him. So he's like, you know, to Jerusalem and beyond kind of right. almost a Buzz Lightyear Thomas. They're just <laughs> strong and brave and I don't care. I'm going to die. And then that strong, brave I'll go, I'll go to death with Jesus, mm -hmm. turns into, I will never believe. I mean, did you hear that? I will never believe. Mm -hmm. We call him Doubting Thomas. He's not really. He's, I refuse to believe Thomas. Uh, it's even worse than doubt. Mm -hmm. I have made up my mind not to believe. And Jesus tells him, stop, not, stop doubting. Stop not believing. Stop refusing to believe. Mm -hmm. Stop disbelieving, Thomas. And then that beautiful moment, as you said, my Lord and my God. I think that transitions well to the devotion on the next page, on page 56. You've got that beautiful kind of corner art there that you've done for us. But let me read, let me read this devotion on page 56. The, the title of the devotion comes from, I think it's verse 4 of the hymn, Songs in the Night He Giveth. Call it what you will, pragmatism, realism, skepticism, whatever. Thomas had it in spades. Thomas isn't one to shirk from the cold, hard facts or waste time wishing life were different in the face of brutally clear evidence that Jesus is dead. Thomas, quite pragmatically, refuses to believe Jesus is alive again. Jesus meets, I refuse to believe, Thomas, there in his unbelief. Jesus makes tangible evidence, his body available for this skeptical, pragmatic realist. 
And then Jesus proclaims a benediction, not denouncing Thomas so much as encouraging us. Blessed are those who don't see and yet believe. Jesus knows what that's like to not see and yet to believe. With clear evidence to the contrary, with unnatural darkness blinding his swollen eyes, rough splinters raking his shredded back, and fluid slowly filling his lungs, Jesus chose to entrust his spirit to a father who was clearly absent. Jesus did not see, and yet he believed. Oh, so slowly, but oh, so surely, the Holy Spirit is shaping your skeptical, pragmatic, realist Thomas Hart to be more and more like the heart of the faithful son, the blessed one who trusted his father beyond what he could see. You have blessed moments of trust beyond sight. You know faith, even in your doubt. You sing a new creation song even when the night is dark. So that picks up on, on Thomas refusing to believe, but Jesus meeting him there in that unbelief. And I like that thought that Jesus himself went through that experience of, of the same experience we have, not seeing clearly, but still trusting, trusting beyond what he could see. I don't often think of Jesus that way, no. but I think the cross, those words, Father, into your hands, I entrust my spirit, uh, are clearly an expression of trust apart from sight. It's very encouraging. If Jesus had that moment, then we can have that moment too, and God's not going to abandon us right away. He's going to encourage us and bring us back to where we can keep singing the song of faith. And I yeah. think it's a beautiful devotion, so thank you writing it yeah songs in the night he giveth so that's the what though my joys and comforts die i know my savior liveth what though the darkness gather round? songs in the night he giveth so even when you can't see mm -hmm. clearly uh and that image of jesus on the cross and the darkness covering the earth boy jesus couldn't see anything it looked like that was the end one of my favorite verses is the first verse my life flows on an en endless song Above earth's lamentations, I catch the sweet, though far off hymn that hails a new creation. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of music right in front of me that's playing a discordant, sorrowful song. But, but if you listen closely, you can just begin to catch that victory song, off in the distance, but still present. Uh, it reminds me of For All the Saints. There's a line in For All the Saints that says, uh, And when the strife is fierce, the warfare long, Steals on the ear the distant triumph song, And hearts are brave again, and arms are strong. Alleluia, alleluia. That's awesome. I think, especially these days, our, our sight can be short because we will focus on everything that's going on in the here yeah. and now, and it's loud, and it is taking over. And if we can still ourselves enough, we will catch that little bit of song and then we can focus on that and it becomes louder and louder than what's around us. And, and maybe that's what Thomas was having trouble with too. I mean, he, he saw Jesus die. He, it was loud, it was in his face and he, didn't, he couldn't see beyond that until Jesus stood in front of him. Absolutely, I, I think that's a great insight. 
so often our sudden tragedy or the reality that's in front of us can be so loud right. you, you have trouble hearing anything else. I catch the sweet though far off hymn that hails a new creation. Uh, Jesus, risen indeed, ushers in the beginning of the new creation, and yet we're left at a time where we have it by faith and not by sight. So we long for and listen for that day, that, that tune that plays even in the night. Hey, hey Karen, is there a, a verse here that's your favorite one? I especially liked, what is it, verse four? The peace of Christ makes fresh my heart, a fountain ever springing. All things are mine since I am his. How can I keep from singing? Hey, that's uh, that's what you based your your art on for this chapter yes, two. So if is. I page back a little bit to page fifty three, there you have the fountain, and in fact you chose you chose some of those words to put on that musical staff there. The peace of Christ makes fresh my heart, a fountain ever springing. All things are mine since I am His. How can I keep from singing? Why were those important words for you? I just felt so encouraged when I think of a fountain ever springing. It's always there. I if, if I go off in the distance, I can come back to that fountain and it's still going. And I love the idea of the peace of Christ makes fresh my heart. So I get renewal when I sit and drink from the word and it's mm. always there for me. And that's why I chose to focus on that for the art piece here. And I, I wanted somehow to incorporate that music. And so that's where the staff came up on the front or up at the top and um, added the, the verse words on there. Mm. The peace of Christ shows up again there too. Yes. So we were just saying that Jesus shows up in the midst of his people as they gather and brings his peace. That's one of the things I've really enjoyed about the Facebook group too, that has mm -hmm. been traveling this journey together. The peace of Christ seems to show up in the midst of our conversation, in the midst of you know, the washi tape or the, <laughs> the napkin technique or whatever. But whatever we're doing, we're doing it gathered around God's word. And the peace of Christ seems evident in that interaction. Yes, and, and it's so refreshing. And, and I like mm. bringing again this idea of this fountain here and the word of God. It's so refreshing to us and we need that. And we add a bit of fun when we do the washi tape or the napkin technique or whatever technique we're sharing. And it's nice that we can share that as well, but it's always focused in on the word again and and that's that's the most refreshing part yeah so you can you can use a swim toy or you can splash around <laughs> a little bit or have a floating basketball hoop or whatever but the, i mean the point is being in the pool and and yeah. that's uh, that's all a part of it and being in the pool together it's like you're in south carolina it's really hot and you jump <laughs> in the pool with your daughter yeah. and your sister you've got fellowship and refreshment and and that's that's awesome hey tell me about the lettering you did here on this page this is i don't think i've ever seen lettering done quite like this well i i found it in a book i knew i wanted some big lettering off to the side so i thought that would be a really good it's fun there's a little bit of flourishing on the letters and it's big enough where people could add color or words or anything else and so I went with this one. It's just a fun font and, and it's fun to experiment with different fonts as well for me. Yeah, I, I like how you can actually see through when you've got those kind of slices in the letters mm -hmm. and when they're in front of the fountain, you can actually still see the fountain through the letters. That's really cool. Thank you. And when you say you found it in a book, how do you go from having it in a book? I, I heard someone else on a different podcast say, you know, they found it online. Mm -hmm. And how, how does it work to go from a book to you drawing it on this page? 
I think you could approach it in a few different ways. You can trace it, or if you're fairly good at eyeballing things, um, that's pretty much what I did. I, I set out some boundary lines with a light pencil and then went ahead and lettered by hand, but I was always referring back to the, usually the whole alphabet is represented when you're looking at a, a font in a book or online, and so you can see how each individual letter is made and then recreate that uh, to look like it or look like it exactly or add your own little extra mm. flourishes or things. So that's what I like to do. I like to try different fonts and I get a lot of inspiration online or in books. Is there a web page or a resource you, you go to for creative fonts like that? Um, Pinterest is awfully good. And mm. I have mm. set up a board that has different fonts that I like so I can refer back to that. I have a couple of different books. I couldn't tell you the titles because they're at home and I don't have them in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a few out there. <laughs> Maybe share that Pinterest board with us and I can add that to the podcast as well. I will. So that's that. That's quite a different image. You chose that, that from the verse, the fountain ever flowing, mm -hmm. which is a water image, but it's a very different water image than the refrain of the hymn. Yes. Uh, the refrain... No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth. How can I keep from singing? Mm -hmm. Now, you said you weren't familiar with this hymn before no, the, this book. I was and, not. And uh, what did you think of it when you listened to it? It was a little, it had a little bit of a haunting melody, the one that mm -hmm. I had listened to as I was deciding or you know, thinking about what to draw. I listen to it again and again. So then the words really sink in. So there, there is a really big difference, I think, between the first piece of art and then the art in the faith experiment. And you had the vision for this. You were pretty specific about how you wanted it to look. So I hope I made it come to life for you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, that's that's what's fun about working with the artists on this. Sometimes you got something very specific in mind and, and something not. So this is on page 59. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to pick up on that refrain. Again, It's that refrain is printed on the bottom of page 58 as well. No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? And, and I like how this faith experiment invites you to write into the clouds and into the wind yeah. and into the waves. You've given us different areas which we can write words right. or write things. It says things that seem to hide your view from God, right. things that get in the way. Mm -hmm. It's like we were talking about before, the things that are so loud in your life that make it hard to hear that far off hymn. And they're swirling all around yes, you. Yes, I think that's why these two pictures, they look very different, but they're really the same thing because we can... Mm cling to, to Christ and find refreshment in him, whether it's a beautiful, idyllic setting with a fountain and things are going well, or when we're in the midst of that storm, it's still Christ. He's still the same. He's still solid rock on which to stand. And I think having them both in this hymn just emphasizes that he is so trustworthy and we can cling to him regardless of the circumstances. Amen. Yeah, uh, a very different experience, splashing around in the pool on a hot day and, and clinging to a rock in the midst of a storm. Right. Very different experiences, right. both present in the life of a believer. Mm -hmm. And and I really, I love that the, the cloth draped over that cross says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. I mean, that really reminds me of Jesus' dark, stormy day, yeah on the cross as he's crucified as it feels like god has abandoned him 
as the darkness closes in, mm-hmm. Jesus, having faith beyond sight, says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And now his spirit shapes that prayer on our lips, yes. too. As we pray, our Father, as, as the Son prayed, we pray, Abba, Father. But that also becomes our prayer of faith. The The reading in this chapter comes from John. It's also in John's Gospel where, where Jesus cries out in a loud voice and, and gives the spirit. We have a saying in English, to give up the ghost. And as far as I've been able to find, that saying actually comes from the King James translation right there where Jesus gives up the ghost. And it means then for us simply to die, to give up the ghost. But there's no reason why the text of John's gospel couldn't mean when Jesus cried out and died that he gave the Holy Spirit. There's no reason why the Greek couldn't mean that. So Jesus has promised his disciples in John he's going to pour out his spirit. He's promised. He's actually, he's got fountain language. Come to me, all you are yeah, thirsty. Yeah. Who, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, there'll be streams of living water, a yeah. fountain. By, and John says by that he meant the spirit. This is Jesus in John's gospel who, when he dies, gives the spirit, yeah. which could mean he died. He gave up his spirit. But he could actually, John could be inviting you to see the pouring of the Spirit that we know at Pentecost coming already also at the death of Jesus. It's an intriguing thought. Very. So when the wind is whipping around and it's stormy outside, you get to think of the wind of the Holy Spirit blowing and being present with you too, hidden under that cross. So many different images that make it very real. Whatever it is we're experiencing this week, we have... We have those different images to, to hold on to. If you need refreshment or protection, you've got both there, both in this hymn and, and in the Gospel of John. Yes. And you also got to do our, our last hymn, and I think you got to bat clean up in our last book as well. I did, yes. And and like I just noticed on page 115, you've got a, another font here. Tell, tell me about the font there <laughs> just as a preview of of It Is Well With My Soul, on page 115, you've got a different hand-lettered font. What what was your thought and inspiration there? I wanted to make sure that people had enough room to put some things, maybe in the mountains or to add the color here. I think it's a celebration of Mm. a new day. Haste the day when my faith shall be sight. That cloud is moving away, Mm. I feel like, and, and we're going to be blessed with this beautiful sun over the mountain sunrise i don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the font here is it's pretty easy one to do it's just a, a hand lettered font i usually take a pencil and write in my own handwriting what i want to have on the page and then i take my trusty micron black marker and i do the outlines and then i go back and erase the pencil marks yeah, I think I saw Valerie demonstrate that technique in, in that video. So. Yeah, well, that's cool. And so this is your handwriting, but then you outlined it. Exactly. Hmm. Yep. So it's fun to color in then and as you are contemplating on the the verse or whatever you've written there. That's the time where you get to ponder on the scripture and pray and listen. Yeah. Uh, what a neat connection to the the earlier chapter you did. Oh, Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. So the first one is faith when you don't see. And then mm-hmm. the, oh, it is well with my soul is looking it forward to the day well when we will together. see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you hear the faint and far off hymn that hails a new creation. Any minute now, any minute now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. 
Well, hey, Karen, before we wrap up, is there anything that we've talked about today in, in our gospel lesson or in the conversation with hymns? Anything that kind of seems to you Jesus might be tapping you on the shoulder and crooking his finger and saying, here's an area where you could take a next step following me? Well, I think um, for me, there's a lot of uncertainty about the fall because yeah. I have a daughter who is going into middle school and we're not quite sure what that's going to look like. Um, our county is going to be rolling out their plan supposedly today. So we're a bit anxious to see what the options are. And these verses just remind me that no matter what happens with the school year in particular, that God's still in control, that Jesus is none of it's a surprise to him. And we don't want to go down the road of being overly anxious uh, we're just going to keep everything in prayer. And that's our next step to decide how is it going to look for my daughter? Will it be going to school full-time or part-time or online or some e-learning or a whole nother option? Crazy. <laughs> it can be overwhelming at yeah. times. And I think when we look back on these scriptures, it reminds us that we can't get overwhelmed by the world. We center ourselves on, on Christ. And he is a good foot place to be. I don't know that it's a very Lutheran thing to say, but I do know some people who will say things like, you know, how are you doing? Well, Jesus is still on his throne. <laughs> and by that, they mean, <laughs> you know, my life might not be great right now, but he's still in control. He's still right. got it. There's there's Absolutely. nothing that's surprising about this to him. He, COVID didn't take Jesus by surprise. No. And that may be a paraphrase of, of the hymn. No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Not even COVID. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? Uh, joy in the midst. Joy in the darkness. A faith beyond sight. Yeah. Thanks, Karen. I always enjoy the conversation with you. Enjoy the pool. Thank you. I will. <laughs> been a pleasure. <laughs> we'll look forward to talking to you uh, again. I think there's a project we've begun to get in the works maybe for Advent. So looking forward to that project uh, rolling out this fall. So Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Karen. Have a good day. You too. Enjoy the pool. I will. Thanks. <laughs> that was Karen Hunter, one of the visual faith illustrators for Pondra New a hymn journal of trust and confidence from Next Step Press. We're so thankful to catch up with Karen while she's on vacation. I'm on vacation right now, too. In fact, I've got to get the car packed up and head to my mom and dad's to spend a couple of days with them this week. Looking forward to that. We'll put a link to Karen's Pinterest board with all of her favorite hand-lettering fonts for you. And in case you missed it, we'll put the hand-lettering video tutorial from our lead illustrator, Valerie Matthias, in the description of this podcast as well. You'll also find a link to our Next Step Patreon page. A Next Step patron is someone who, through their monthly support, encourages and enables the mission of equipping and supporting people as they delight in taking a next step following Jesus. If you think that kind of a resourcing ministry is something exciting and interesting that you'd like to support, please consider becoming a Next Step patron today. This episode of the Next Step podcast was especially made possible by the support of Joy. Joy is one of our Next Step patrons. Joy, thanks for everything you do to help us help others take a next step following Jesus. 
As I was packing up and getting ready to be gone for a couple of days this morning, I got a call from a dear friend. Uh, his wife has been diagnosed with COVID-19, and he and all of their kids have shared the same symptoms, so they're pretty sure their whole family now is struggling with COVID. It seems like the strain they have is not too threatening. They seem to be doing okay. No one's in immediate danger, but it's still pretty scary. So I'm thankful for the conversation I had with Karen, especially that trust and confidence that even beyond sight, we can trust that Jesus is with us. I guess it's encouraging to be reminded again of that refrain, and no storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? May that be the refrain you're singing this week in your life as well. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time at Next Step Press.